Hey, it's Beth here. Hi. Okay, episode 396, the weirdest thing happened this morning. You know, I've been really upset that my car's in the shop. This morning, I looked in my lit magnifying mirror, which I never do. I can't believe it on my left side, right at the corner of my mouth was a black hair curling. It looked like snidely whiplash. It, I, I measured it. It was three quarters of an inch long. It was not there yesterday. And it was stuck against my skin. I was like, this is a joke. This is a joke. Nope. Got the tweezers. That thing was attached to my body. No one told me. I mean, I'm not upset my car's in the shop. I can't go out. I can't trust myself. I thought I looked in the makeup mirror like two days ago. Oh my God. Snidely whiplash. It curled. It actually curled like, um, you know, Doc Holliday. So, you know, just, just trying to stay sane. Just trying. But anyway, I, when I got over that, I, the paper was waiting for me. Last week, the Sunday papers were horrible. This week, they were great. My favorite story was this one called Modern Love, which I told you is that series on TV. Okay, this one was called A Stint as the Adulterous Flavor of the Month. This crazy woman goes to Argentina and she falls in love with a guy who's married. His name is Enrique. And of course he says his marriage is bad and everything. Okay, so she kind of breaks up the marriage and he breaks up with her. She gives it six months and she, six months and she says, Enrique, I'm waiting for you whenever you want me, I'll be there. He calls her up, she goes down there. They get married and have a kid. The last paragraph of this thing, the ex-wife is, okay, so she goes, I know the story can't end, the, end, the, end in the middle, though I'll finish with a memory from what just happened. Enrique, our son Elias, Paolo, that's the real wife, the first wife, not the other woman, and I were at a picnic in Buenos Aires. Paolo, who's an amazing artist, was sketching Enrique as she always does. Elias was getting his first taste of um, some, you know, bakery thing, can't pronounce it. Later, we would feed the giant carp in the water. Paolo will bike home and Enrique and I and our son will get back in the car. But for now, we talk of nothing. We breathe in the late spring air, heavy, not heavy yet with humidity. The new year is coming, promising a change. What will happen with Paolo? We wait, I don't know. I'm like, wow, She's, she stole the ex-wife and the ex-wife is back. That is a good story. That is like, oh my God, I guess that's what they call, oh my God, they call it, they call it the stupidest thing. They call it, oh, you know, when you get what you deserve. I hate that. Anyway, that's what she did. That was a good story because it ends badly as stealing someone's husband should always end badly. Okay, so then, there was a story that was really good, and it was about Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is going to be doing a series about 
the years before Yellowstone. And he plays this dad. And his wife is Helen Miram, And he's 80. He says he's playing a 77-year-old and it's a real stretch. He's funny. It's great. It's shot in Montana. Helen Miram is his wife. And we got to put our money behind it. Mark Hamill, who is 72, is in awe that his big brother, Harrison Ford, is doing this movie because he said he couldn't do it. He couldn't do one day of the shoot. So, I'm saying, you know, it's hard. It's going to be hard to get because it's paramount. But we've got to support this guy. He's he doesn't need to do it. He has no reason to do it at all. And we need to we need to back him because he's our age group, and he is doing the work. So, thrilling story. So then I read this other story about this woman that I've admired for years. Her name is her name is Judith Thurman. She's a fashion maven, and she's a beautiful writer. She's been, write, she's been writing for The New Yorker for 35 years. She, every word she writes is beautiful. She's, she's not happy with the paragraph until it can sing, and that is true. Okay, so she's, she's got this older boy now, and so she's a senior. So she says this thing, and you cannot, you cannot not see her. Everything she wears is amazing. You know, even though she's been wearing these clothes for years, she always looks completely odd, but perfect. Timely, perfect, everything's great. But somebody said, how do you feel about getting older? This woman, who you can't unsee, said, you're invisible as an older person. And she says that it helps that I've accepted that. She said I was invisible even in India with my son. It's hard to be invisible because she's really tall and she's white and she wears the most rocking clothes. But she said that she she was there with he and his friends and they would always leave after dinner and she'd sit in the restaurant by herself. People would walk by, they wouldn't even see her at the table because she's old. She said it's a bit, it's a sort of a freedom, but you have to get used to it. And she said the worst thing is now that she's gotten this much older, she's lost weight. And she got down to 99 pounds. And she says it's really, really pathetic, but she was elated by it. And she felt like it was an achievement. She's, she's 70. She's one of Twiggy's, you know, roadkill, just like me. She's, she's still crazy. Just like I'm still crazy. She has no reason to feel that way, but she does. And she feels a little bit less invisible now that she's that thin. Oh my God, if she can't be normal, if she can't be sane, then I don't, be, I don't even think we should have to try. I really don't. It gave me great comfort that she's as nutty as we are and feels that way about being overweight. And she's now she's really, really skinny. So I'm okay with it. I read this one. Alexa, volume down. What is going on with that? That's Christmas music from where? Russia? Okay, so um, there, there was, there was a sad one. It's making wedding plans amid grief. Okay, and it is true. Like um, after Brett died, like eight years ago, I was like, I hope nothing good happens because it will happen and he won't be here. And it really is hard. And there's stories about girls whose mothers died and fathers died and they don't even want to get married because their dad can't walk them down the aisle. So there is 
really a lot of good things are happening in the world because there are there's guides there's an interactive guide to moving through grief and building your your resilience great there are coaches to help you get through grief great you need it you totally need it especially if a milestone is coming and this woman had this milestone coming and her father met the boy and he had pancreatic cancer and he wanted her to marry and not worry and not slow it down so she had a little piece of his clothing that she attached to her dress and then there's a woman who lost her mother and her mother's favorite flowers were gardenias so she had all the bridesmaids wearing gardenias she'd monogrammed a little blue in her veil from something that was blue that was borrowed from her mother like all these things you just have to figure it out there's one person in Australia in Sydney her name is Debbie Week and she's 58 she lost her son um, and he, when he was 20 his name is Jacob and she has a life-size cardboard cutout of Jacob she brings it to everything every function even intended the sister's wedding with a with a cardboard cutout I can't do that but I think that's sweet if that works for her whatever works for you you can't drag down the festivities and it's really hard you have to you have to keep going and I'm really happy that nothing happened I needed eight years because um, the pain doesn't go away and it doesn't lessen but you do get stronger but I feel sorry for this one girl who the wedding was being planned and her mother died and her mother wanted her to keep going took her two days to die she was on a cruise ship she talked to her daughter and she said please don't change your plans and so that is really really hard and that's the woman that um, had the gardenias and it made a difference whatever you can do to make a difference you got to live your life now the big thing that's happened is we're starting to talk about it which is the rage everyone's feeling and why they're feeling it okay it's from the pandemic. You know, you've heard these um, stories about people beating people up in airports and on planes. And, okay, people are, they were nice in the first year of the pandemic. They were sort of nice last year. This year, they can't take it. So the big thing is, and, and we've become addicted to rage. You have to back away. You just have to back away. And TikTok has a big, they call it rage talk. And if people do rage TikTok things, they get many more views than if they're just being nice, which is sick. So the thing is, just I don't even do TikTok. I mean, I can't even do anything that is the least bit complicated. Um, so, but if you're doing it, just back away. Don't feed it. It is not good for anybody, especially young people. So. That's what we just have to be nice. And that what made me read that article is because this couple, this is an amazing story. This is maybe my favorite. A couple survived a car crash where they dropped 300 feet into a ca canyon. And what happened was on Tuesday, last Tuesday, they were driving in Southern California on a steep canyon. And this woman in a white Mercedes kept honking and and she was on their tail just driving them crazy like she's probably watching TikTok okay she's out of her mind and they weren't even going slowly they were going the speed limit so 
this lovely guy, young guy, 26, Mr. Christian Salada, pulled over to the side of the road to let this crazy woman pass. Suddenly, the couple said their Honda Elantra hit some gravel, lost traction, spun 180 degrees, and plunged over the edge. The woman in the Mercedes never even looked back. They plunge into the abyss. Their Elantra keeps them together, and they got their Apple emergency call, went to the service because they could not talk, and they couldn't find their phone or anything like that. The thing is, we can't be so mad, okay? We have got to calm down and not drive little cute couples off the road to a 300-foot fall into a cavern, canyon, okay? That's all. So that's all I got from this week, but it was nice. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There was a wedding. There was a couple that had given up on love. Actually, three couples who had given up on love, which is kind of crazy. And so they... They just formed these connections. One on the internet. One was crazy because this girl is at this bar and she danced all seductively in front of this guy. And he says, listen, I'm really sorry, but I've got a girlfriend. And six months later, they see each other again. The guy's lost his girlfriend. She kind of gives him a hard time because uh, she was embarrassed when that happened. And um, they got back together. So... Love is coming in all different styles, and uh, we just have to we just have to be ready for it. There was an instant connection between this very very cute couple that were set up by a friend, and everything went perfectly. And so adorable because the whole story you're just waiting for the punchline, and there is no punchline. It's just this really really young couple, where all their friends. And everybody are just so cute. And she started this company called Mimosas in Manhattan. She's as cute as a button. And that was my favorite story because it didn't have a twist. I don't want everything to have a twist. I think it's really cute if you're not breaking up with someone to get with someone. Or if you didn't hate them in the beginning. Like, what's wrong with a love story that is just so sweet? So that's why I like Courtney Seaman and Kyle Moore because they are just so cute and you should see this guy's face he cannot believe his luck he can't believe he got her so he's 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 I think he's from Nebraska okay the guy can't believe it he's gonna have that face every morning when he wakes up with her those are my favorite stories I don't need anti-heroes and plot twists I think life is hard enough. I think it's great when everybody loves everybody and the families love everybody and all the friends get along. What's wrong with a wedding like that? So that's the two. That's my favorite story right now. So I love it. So And I feel very scared for that girl in Argentina. And she made a big mistake and I get it. But the big thing is, if he can cheat on you, what makes you think you're so great? He's a cheater. He's going to cheat. After you get him, I mean, cheat on the other woman, right? He's he's married. You, he meets you. You think you're so fantastic that he's never going to cheat on you? No, no, he's a cheater. That's what he does. You're not the end-all, be-all. Nobody is. And now she's sitting there in that park, and Paul, Paul is back. I'm like, whoa. 
and she has to pretend everything's great. I'm like, well, there should be more stories like that. It's not good. The clock's ticking on how long you're going to keep this guy. It's just so gross. So, yeah, all these stories of homewreckers, that's a, that's a great expression. What happened to homewrecker? I loved it. You know exactly where you stand if you're the homewrecker. You wrecked a home. You can call it love, but you wrecked a home. Maybe with babies in it. Not a big fan. Never going to love the story. Just never. So, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry for her in Argentina, but she should write a book and tell other girls, just don't do it. Just do not do it. And don't have a baby. Don't think the baby's going to anchor that guy because it's not going to happen. Nothing can and nothing will. So, that's like 68-year-old. You know, I sound a little harsh, but when have you ever seen anything else? It doesn't work. And even if it did, it's ugly. It's an ugly way to start to start your happy life. Somebody's hurting. You hurt somebody. So anyway, that's just how I feel. It's Sunday. And I, I think I'd feel that way even if I was in Disney, Disney World. Even if I was in a great restaurant having a five-star dinner. I think I'm not in a bad mood. I think that's how I feel. Just all the time. So... Anyway, we'll stay sane. And I just wanted to tell you, Harrison Ford, let's put our money where our mouth is. We want these old guys. We want Helen Merrim working, having a kick-ass role. They're both like on horses, being amazing. They are the stars of the show. They're not the grandma that they, 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 they put in the car seat in the back of the car. She, they move the story forward. They're the heroes. So... We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep this going, okay? Harrison Ford, it's Yellowstone. It's the original story. Helen Miram, come on, they'll be so cute together. So, I'll be back and let's try to stay sane. Thanks. <laughs>